Um, sorry, there, I'm gonna cut all this out. Sorry about that. Uh, anyway, so Bovado being fucking not working right now. Uh, that's why they're not a sponsor of this podcast. Anyway, I'm gonna do a bet on. I was gonna bet right now, but that's not working. Uh, so anyway, we're gonna go ahead and go through the card. Let's start. Davy Grant versus Martin Day. Should be a good fight. Martin Day. This is his, yeah, this is his debut. Or, no, it's not. He lost his first fight. It's Liu. Uh, do, 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 do. But I will, I will have to use Bovado to, uh, To sadly <clears throat> check the lines. So, as far as that goes, we'll just use them there. Okay. So, like I said, Martin Day versus Davy Gant Grant. Davy Grant, more of a little bit more of a veteran than uh, Martin Day is. Obviously, Martin Day had one other fight. Um. For this and lost, but I'm assuming he is looking he is looking to fix that and then you have uh, then you have a uh, Carl 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 Rosa versus Vanessa Mello. Uh, Marcin Tabura. Okay, early prelims. Marcin Tabura versus Maxim Grisham. Marcin Tabura, veteran heavyweight. Definitely worth a fight. Maxim Grisham has a lot of fights under his record. He is from, oh, Russian MMA uh, veteran. So I'm going to definitely go with, if he's an underdog, I would definitely place my money on that guy. Um, let's see what he is. Marcin Tabura. Nah, it's even. Pooh. That should be a good fight. It should be a good welcome fight for him as well. Okay. So, all right. So, Leonardo Santos making his re return against Roman Baktov. Baktov. Uh, I'm going to be actually curious on the. Yeah, Leonardo Santos as an underdog. I wonder if he was in Thailand for that fight. He typically fights out of AK Thailand. But with all the COVID and stuff, I'm assuming things. Ardo. Things kept him here, or kept him in Brazil. Aha, he is with Jose Aldo, which makes sense. He's been training with Jose Aldo in Brazil. It's actually really good, really good two people to train with. Roman Bokdov coming off of a 10-fight winning streak, 10-0. and 0. Exactly what the UFC is looking for. And if, and if he is 
what they're looking for, he will disp- he will uh, dispense of Leonardo Santos quickly. Leonardo Santos is a very dangerous lightweight. I'm pretty sure this is a lightweight fight. Like, yeah, it's a very da- dangerous lightweight. He's beaten some really good guys. He beat Kevin Lee. Um, the problem is he had a very long layoff. He's 40 years old. Ooh. Uh, he knocked out Stevie Ray in his last fight. Um, <clears throat> he's currently on a <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. Yo, Leonardo Santos never lost in the UFC. He just isn't, <clears throat> he's not very active. I think he got hurt. I think he's been hurt a lot. Um, but you're talking about a guy that's never lost in the UFC. This is actually a very, very high. I'm actually very hyped for this fight now, considering uh, he's strong. Um, very Khabibi. It's, got, uh, it's, it's two undefeated, quote-unquote, fighters. I mean, Leonardo Santos has four losses on his record. This guy's 10-0. He looks very strong. Um got this he's got great ground game he's a very khabib like fighter his striking is a lot more versatile but what i'm getting from this is he looks like a physical like imposing force right he does a lot of ground and pound um like heavy slams he's got a, a lot of submission wins it's gonna be interesting because leonardo santos's jiu-jitsu is no joke but when punching is involved, and if he can just get it to the ground. So he's an M1 champion. Interesting. He's got a very interesting style. Not interesting. It's very. It's like Khabib in a sense. It's a little bit more polished, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles. The more that people evolve, but this is a big show, so we'll see. I don't think that it should. It will be a problem. Uh, Macwan Amir Khani making a return against Danny Henry. Macwan, last fight. Uh, KO. Got KO'd to Shane Burgos, which, you know. And Danny Henry coming off of a loss, submission loss to Dan Inge. It's a good fight for both of them to get back in there, especially because they both just lost to high-ranked like high ranked fighters. I mean, you got Dan, Dan Inge in the main event next weekend. And, of course, you had Shane Burgos and obviously almost fight of the year in his last fight against us or against uh, Josh Emmett. So what Dan Henry here has to worry about is submission attempts, right? Makwan Amir Khani's very good off his back and especially just slick in those submissions. I mean, he's good submission-wise everywhere, just, you know. Um, that's what you say when someone's really good with submissions. They're really good off their back. Uh, he's got to be careful about that, right? His last, his last loss... Um, is a tale of that. Macwan, he got knocked out by Shane Burgos, so 
your hands up, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. And then you have, uh, oh, lines for that. Makwan Amir Khani is the favorite. Makes sense. I think Elias Zalexi Dos Santos. I think he's fighting. I'm not 100% sure. Let me check because... Because he actually, I'm pretty sure this guy had coronavirus. Mm, he's not off the fight. He's not off the guard. Hmm. I don't know if he thought he was off the guard. Um, his last fight, he lost to. Uh, no, no, he won against Alexi. Konchenkov. Li Jingling knocked him out after he submitted. I didn't even realize he fought after. So he's back in the winning column, but now he's against uh, Sokolakov, Salikov, Salikov, Muslim Salikov, whose last win was a decision over Leonardo Strapoli. And then he had a knockout of Nordin Taleb. Oh, I like this guy. Yeah, he's like a Sonda fighter. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, this guy's cool. So it, this is essentially a, a weird fight, right? This isn't a typical MMA fight. You have a Capoeira master, I guess, in Dos Santos. Um, I mean, traditional in every sense, right? He's got jiu-jitsu. He's got basic fundamentals, boxing, da-da-da-da-da kickboxing Muay Thai. Same thing with uh, Salikov. Both fundamentals, whatever. Same. However, or they've got the other stuff covered. Fundamentally, though, you're having a fight against a Capoeira person and a Sonda fighter. Sonda is a lot more relatable to MMA as it's a Chinese MMA hybrid, uh, just like Sambo is in a way. It's what Magomed Sherry Pov, I think he used to fight in Sonda. Kung Lee made it popular. And then Capoeira, obviously, is the fun Eddie. Eddie. Eddie Gordo, right? Yeah, Eddie Gordo shit. So, I'm very interested in this fight. I'm going to probably go with Buzzleman in this. Just because he's so awkward. I mean, he's the favorite, so there you go. He's the uh, he's just awkward. It, it's a very hard to. It's hard to get ready for someone if you've never fought someone with that kind of style. And to be honest, it's not that Dos Santos doesn't have a unique style with his capoeira. And his jiu-jitsu is great. It's just that their Capoeira attacks are very wide. Like, you have to set them up and pretty much have to have the other person beat. This guy's got so many fights um, in Sonda that it's going to be just hard to, like, out 
vision him and give him something he's not seen is not gonna see coming. Because this dude's probably seen everything. Um, he's tough, durable. And I think he's surpri like he's surprisingly fast. Or it's like his timing's very good. It's a better way to put it. His time it's not that he's necessarily fast. His timing's very, very good. I'm watching some of his highlights right now. Spinning back fist knockouts. Yeah, he's, his timing's just really good, and I think he that's he's going to use that timing to catch uh, Alexi uh, Alexi dos Santos. I like uh, as much as I like dos Santos. I think this is. I think you're just going to see. An, I think you're seeing a. Scary dude rise up the ranks in welterweight. Uh, light heavyweight, you have the return of Vulcan Ozdemir versus Jiri Projaska, which I'm assuming is a Polish fighter. Um, he is a rising fighter. This dude looks huge. Uh, bulldog chokes. This guy looks fucking enormous. Um gonna be up to Vulcan to just give him that no time you know bring it back to the people hit him with something send him back to Ryzen uh, I like Vulcan in this fight obviously Vulcan's um, a veteran but he's still kind of young you know he's been in the sport for a while he's had wins losses uh, he's been through the whole thing but you're talking about a guy that used to fight for the title it's not that he's like he beat Alexander Rakchik. He beat Ilir Latifi with a knockout. And then his last loss was to Dominic Reyes, who he arguably beat, right? And it was a decision. He's on a two-fight win streak. He's not going anywhere. And I think as far as a guy coming to the UFC, it's up to him. And that's why Vulcan's the favorite. It's up to him to make the statement. See, uh, seeing this this Jiri guy's been hit before, um, yeah, he's come back and stuff, but you can't make those mistakes. You can't make those mistakes with uh, Ilir, or with uh, Vulcan Ozdemir. Is that King Mo? Oh. Let's beat guy, this guy. Beat King Mo. Which I no, that's American Top Team. He's definitely gotten better, but I just think I think Vulcan Ozdemir is going to surprise him. All right, so now that we're in the main card. All right, so main card is this. We got Amanda Hebus versus Paige Van Zant to start it off. Um, listen, Paige is great. Uh, she's been doing life. Uh, injuries have held her back from being able to fight. Her last win was over Rachel Ostovich back in 2019. Uh, she submitted her. 
But when I look at the people that Paige has lost to, Michelle Watterson by submission, Rose Namajunas by submission, and all of her wins and fights have been back in 2016, 2015, and then she broke her arm and then it rebroke and didn't heal correctly and da 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 da. Like it just has not been a good turn for her. Her last fight with Rachel was great. As far as the caliber of fighter, I think Paige is better than Rachel Ostevich. More complete, been in there longer. But I think now what you're getting is Paige who, when she goes and trains, she fight, She trains with a bunch of guys, and she's the girl in her gym, and I'm sure she gets looks with other girls, but it's a, defi- it's a way big different of experience for Amanda Hebus. Amanda Hebus is the daughter of ATT's, I think, Muay Thai coach. She lives at ATT. She trains with the girls there. She's getting looks from Amanda Nunes, Nina Ansaroff. She is being groomed to be the next champion. She's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. She's got a black belt in judo. If Paige has suffered with submissions in the past from, I would even I would even say, lower-level jiu-jitsu practitioners, like Rose is no... Rose is great everywhere, right? But her jiu-jitsu in itself, I wouldn't even consider the best... And Amanda Hebus, you know, her jiu-jitsu comparative, I think, is way better. I think her striking, right? She hasn't really given anyone, she hasn't really fought anyone for me to be like, and this is an example of why her her striking is so amazing. I think her striking is just great. She's got her father in a corner, and I just think, um... Yeah, okay, so her dad is Marcelio Hibas, a jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai as well as a judo teacher. She's the daughter that I want to have when I grow up, right? It's a, like the mat, like a little girl that just loves combat. Oh, he's not with the team anymore. But, um, oh, oh, no, 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 could be wrong. Um, And she's been scheduled to face Paige Van Zandt before. Her only loss was Poliana Viana in Jungle Fight. And to be fair, Poliana Viana is another one on that list, but Poliana Viana's made her mark, so she's not, you know. Oh, she's actually on a three-fight losing streak. Damn. Shows how hands off. Um. Anyway, I guess her dad isn't with you. Anyway, I think I think her dad's in her team or in her corner at least. She loves fighting, and I think, and I think while Paige Van Zandt's worried about Instagram posts and all that, Amanda Hebus is just putting in the work. 
training with those high-level girls. She already stated, she stated this past week that she wants to be like the next Amanda Nunes and get a flyweight championship and a strawweight or bantamweight championship or whatever the case may be. She's looking to be a double champ. She's already a looking champ, and um, she's got the right direction. As far as, oh, yeah, she's a minus 900 favorite. Never mind. I'm telling no one anything different the, that Vegas doesn't already know. All right, so Jessica Andrade versus Rose Namajunas. This is a rematch. Uh, Jessica Andrade, former champ, the one to dethrone Rose as the champ. The first fight, you watch it, and I love Rose's footwork. Her defense to what Jessica was trying to do was perfect. The the Kimura, the Kimura trap, being heavy on the head, making it real hard for Jessica to lift her. She does, and when she did the first two times, and on the second time she threw her, she rolled into an armbar. And that's exactly what you want to do with that Kimura trap. That's what you're looking to do, either attack the arm, um, in both ways. Gilbert Men, uh, Gilbert Melendez put up a, an unlocking the key to victory, right, with Dominic Cruz. And his said, with Rose, she can't be afraid to go back to that position, but in order to be successful in it, you have to put a lot more pressure. You have to, like, sit into the Kimura. You have to, like, sit down. Like, there's an invisible chair behind you instead of leaning over. Because when you do, it allows Jessica Andrade to just fireman carry her. But when she leans and you put, or when you sit down, you're putting all that pressure onto a joint. And I don't care how strong you are, the pressure on the joint is going to be very hard to be able to just lift. It'll force Jessica to do something else. And it keeps Rose out of that dangerous slamming situation. What is going to be the testament to how well Rose does in this fight, and I think what is going to be the definitive the definitive like decision on how this fight goes is Rose's mentality. She said she fell in love with MMA. She fell back in love with MMA. I'm not saying Jessica Andrade can't catch her. But the success that Rose had in that first fight, and she was gauged for a five-round fight with Jessica Andrade. She needs to go in there first round and just put a little bit more pop on those shots that she had in that first fight and put and take Jessica out. And I think she can do that, especially after Jessica Andrade suffered that knockout TKO to Zhang Wei Li in order to defend her title. She got the title, and then the first person she fought, she folded. Not saying that Zhang Wei Li didn't, or Wei Li Zhang, or Zhang Wei Li didn't do what she was supposed to and, like, obliterate her. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is she didn't look ferocious in that fight. She didn't look like the Jessica Andrade who went for the belt. The one who came after Yoana, and the one who came after Rose, right? So I think it's time for Rose. She fell back in love. She moved to uh, Wisconsin, I think, back there, or Milwaukee or somewhere. Trained out with her first coach. Uh, going back to her roots. 
She got some pad holding from Trevor Whitman. Trevor Whitman's going to be in her corner. Thank God. Um, and obviously her husband, Pat Berry. K1 legend. Uh, so I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be in Rose's favor if she can keep the mind right. She's the favorite. I'm not telling anyone that anything they don't know. But can't be afraid. Can't be. She's not really. I mean, she she's pretty like in the face of death. Even though she's been through a lot, she she can keep it under pressure. She keeps it calm. Right. One of the biggest Rose Thug Rose moments was when she was reciting the Lord's Prayer in front of Joanna. And just keeping that mind straight. That's what she's got to do. She's got to keep that mind sharp. All right. Now time for the three title fights. So we're going to start off with a bantamweight title uh, title bout. Um, that is 32 seconds. All right. So first title bout or first bout that we've got is for the bantamweight championship, the vacant bantamweight championship in Petr Jan versus Jose Aldo. Former teammates, Jose, former um, former featherweight champion and arguably goat of the division. And then Petr Jan, the merciless. One loss and just been on a tear. I personally love Petr Jan's style. I love watching him fight. What he did to Uriah Faber is amazing. His forward pressure movement, his ability to just walk someone down, not throw any punches, just cut them off and really put the pressure on them. Miss shots to, get, to make you read different. He'll miss a shot, and he'll be like, oh, I'm missing that shot, I'm missing that shot, just to set up the other shot. I love it. He never puts himself too much in danger. He does take a lot of damage. And he's a heavy forward pressure fighter, so that's why I think this fight for Jose Aldo is a, is a good one for him. You know, Jose coming off that loss to Marlon Moraes, but coming on strong in the second and third round, where most majority of people thought he won. I guess, you know, I personally thought he won. He put on the fight. He walked Marlon down. I think the size of Jose is going uh, um, to help him, whereas Petter in the past was able to just walk a lot of his opponents down. But you look, Jimmy Rivera, not the biggest guy in the world. Um, and, you know, John Dotson, same. But Jose, a former featherweight fighter, is coming down. And I think that helped him in the last fight, and I think it's going to help him in this fight, especially since he's already got, uh, since he already had his, you know, feet wet in the bantamweight fight against uh, Marlon. You know, already a top contender. Uh, and title challenger. This is about Petter to go in there and stop the trunk movement of Jose, not respect Jose's power, get him on the back foot, and just outbox him the way that Max Holloway did, but not so much in the, you know, in the shorter range, or not in the long range, not picking him apart from the outside. What Petter needs to do, do is shoot takedowns. I mean, Jose's takedown defense is unbelievable. But that's not the point. Shoot takedowns to get to that clench position. Petra's clenching is unbelievable. 
right? So if he can engage Jose in this this brawl and get Jose to bite on the clenching war, he's going to be able to knee on the inside, get those uppercuts, get those little slicing elbows, um, and really wear on Jose, hold him down. So what Jose's got to do is kick those legs out. Go back to the leg kicks. Don't be afraid of Petra's ground game. I, if I'm Jose, I'm trusting my takedown defense way more than Petter's takedown offense, right? I, I'm going to trust in myself because, you know, 28 and 6, been around, have had some of the best people try to take him down and are unsuccessful. I'm going back to my leg kick game. You're going to have to get the Jose of old, right? You're going to have to get that dude. And not fall in love with the body shots. Definitely go to the body and Petter. It's a five-round five fight. So definitely you're going to have to go to the body and Petter. But in this fight, I'm thinking go more to the legs, right? Chop the tree down there and um, use the feints to set up the head shots. But don't worry so much about that liver shot that he was getting on people because Petter, I think, being the shorter fighter, he's going to be able to – I guess they're both the same size. Um, Jose's got more of a reach. Um, I just wouldn't drop down. I think uh, I think going down is going to be a detriment to Jose. So I think the leg kicks to stop the forward pressure and then kind of get that momentum rolling. I mean, if I'm Jose, I'm trying to stop him, but it's a Siberian, so you're probably not going to be able to stop him unless you feel as though your jiu-jitsu is way better because these two have f trained with each other. I don't... Obviously, they're very, they're bushido, and they're not going to say anything about the sparring or training that they've had together. But if you're Jose and you've grappled with him and you understand the the technique, or you know, it was back in 2016, there's been time, but you can kind of get a feel of how far how far a level above you are, and I don't think those gaps. I don't think the gap in the amount of years or in the number of years is going to allow Petter to make up to Jose's, you know, years of jujitsu experience. So I think for Petter, it's going to be a lot of forward pressure. Get Jose to get into those brawls, you know, beat him in the pocket. Uh, Jose's, you know, pull two is great. His ability to pull and come back with a shot. Um, Petter's just going to have to smother his movements. Petter's going to have to go to the body. Right, better go to the body, go to the head, um, and just walk him down. Don't give him any space. Don't let him breathe. Get him to fold the way Max did. You know, just pour it on him. So, uh, as personally, I think it's going to be a stoppage either way. But in the more earlier rounds, I see a Jose Aldo stoppage. In the later rounds, I see more of a Petter stoppage. Um, Petter's the, you know, betting favorite. So, all right, and in the main or co-main event, which is at, I'm gonna start this new thing, guys. Fifty minutes. So, in the comments, I'll put what time I do all the, I do all the breakdowns, so you guys can skip right on ahead. All right, so in the featherweight, we have uh, another rematch, or we got a rematch in Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway. 21 and 1, 21 and 5. 
So in this fight, it's going to be a a battle of whose game plan is going to outshine whose this time around. They don't, both know what they bring to the table. Alexander Volkanovsky out leg kicked Max Holloway, um, and then <clears throat> using those leg kicks, I was able to develop fainting, and those feints <clears throat> led to really powerful shots and allowed him to win <clears throat> three out of five rounds. I rewatched the fight. I don't have any disagreement that Alexander won. I think he won as much as I listened to Max talk about how those shots didn't hurt him. Da 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 da. Um, he thought he got, you know, he didn't think that Alexander did enough to win. Max didn't start off fast. He didn't start. He he got his he got his feet under him by the third round, but I think I think he's gonna either need to start faster. Or he's going to have to have an answer to those leg kicks. If I'm Max, I'm going to kicking game, right? Max is already longer than Alexander Volkanovsky. And as far as I'm concerned, it's going to be a lot easier to set up body kicks, head kicks. Max isn't a very big kicker, and he loves his arm. He loves using his hands. In this kind of fight, he's going to have to go tie style. He's going to have to go kicks first, hands after. He's going to have to beat Alexander to the kicking game, right? You're the longer fighter. As soon as Alex goes for the body or goes for those leg kicks, teep him to the ground. You know, answering with your fists is only going to result in you getting your legs kicked again for two rounds, three rounds, and it just doesn't bode well for a long-distance fighter. Max likes to come alive in the fourth, fifth, third, fourth, fifth round. It's hard to come alive when your legs are like, throbbing in those three, four, five rounds, right? The blood's already rushing there. They're inflamed. You're trying to get them iced. You're doing your best. And to have the great footwork and movement that Max has, along with the fainting and stance switching and punch volume, it requires a lot of foot movement and foot mechanics, like leg mechanics, moving, like... Um, for Alexander Volkanovsky in this fight, it's about putting him away. If you want to be a definitive, if you want to be a Max Holloway in the sense, just like Max did with Jose, you got to put him away. Can't give him any reason. You beat him up for three, four rounds, and you put him away. You kick his legs, three, four, five, six, eight, nine, you know, all of them, or all the rounds, right? You kick him as much as you can. For as many minutes until you set up that overhand or that you set up that left hook, right? You, you, he likes to faint with the right hand and explode with that left hook. And that allows him to left hook, right hand, leg kick, left hook, or faint left hook, leg kick, right? There's different combinations that can go off of that faint. But that's what a lot of it is. It's a lot of fainting inside, um, faint the left hook, come over with the right leg kick. And allows him to close that distance and use the explosiveness of being that rugby player and not allow Max to start peppering him as he comes in. The feint makes Max's hands come up. It allows Volkanovski to move forward with no repercussion. And then as Max realizes, oh, there's nothing here, he fire, he pulls his hands down to start punching, fires a shot, and Max, that's when Alexander fires left or right hands. 
And then as Max uses his amazing footwork, that's when Alex determines which kick to throw. Um, if Max is going to left, he's going to kick his left leg, or Max's left leg. If Max is going to the right, he's going to kick Max's right leg. Whatever foot is being occupied by the, by the act and mechanic of moving. If I'm stepping to the left with my left foot, I can't check and also move my left foot. I have to pick one or the other. So it's about timing your opponent in a way where if they skirt off to the right or left, if they skirt off behind them, you got to kick them, right? And that's how you get those points. If you faint, you kick the leg. Anything to get their mind off of the fact that you're about to kick the shit out of their leg. But use that in order to faint to get that hand, right? If I'm Alexander, I'm bringing the PTSD of the leg kicks. I'm making, I'm making Max bite on one of the feints of the leg kick and coming up top hard with a left hook or right hand. Um, this is a pick em fight for me, to be honest. Volkanovski is a favorite. Uh, Max Holloway can easily change up the game. Uh, you never know. He is so good at adapting and, make, and getting reads at a championship level that he could easily reclaim his title. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't such a dominant performance on Alexander Volkanovsky's part that I could just um, count Max out. But as far as the betting goes, I'm not going to – I'd probably make it closer. But I'm not going to take Volkanovsky out of being a champ and being that champ for a reason. I'm not going to uh, – like I'm going to get into in the next fight, I'm not going to throw all my eggs in the Holloway basket this time around. As much as I love Max, I just think Alexander Volkanovsky ain't no joke and isn't someone I should just like sleep on as far as Max is going to get his belt back. Also, the cage isn't as – I think the cage is – I have no idea actually. I don't know if the cage is bigger. But if it's not, it favors Alexander a little bit more. So let's get to the main event, and then we'll call it a day because it is almost time. All right. So at 56 minutes. Okay. So I'm going to take these last couple minutes to break this down. All right. So Kamar Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. Fun little matchup right here. Uh, Masvidal coming in short notice. Um, couple days, test great, gets in there. He's had over 48 fights. This is going to be his 49th fight. It's taken that many fights for him to get a title shot. Kamara Usman, um, originally said to fight Gilbert Burns. Now he's fighting a guy he's actually got animosity for. It builds another fire. It allows him to go in there just like he did with Colby and dig that deep, 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 deep um, pace and uh, ability that Kamara has. You know, when you, he gets that person that he does not like in front of him, five rounds, ten rounds, does not matter. It's going to be the same Kamara for all those rounds. Do not count him on slowing down. My only thing with Kamara is he is predictable in a way where it works so well. His foundations on everything are solid. But it leaves him a little bit of room to get caught. And I think that's where this Jorge Masvidal fire this timing for him 
it's it's the time, right? The resurrection. He didn't call it for that for no reason. The stars are aligning for Jorge Masvidal, and 2020 is going to be his year. I'm putting money on game bread. I know it's short notice, but just like the just like the African fight, and I'm not talking about the knockout. I'm just talking about things are working for him. God, um, Muhammad, uh, or Allah, or whatever, like Buddha, whoever you believe in, is looking out for Jorge Masvidal. And right now is his time. Kamara's great. There's a reason why he was the one slated in after Gilbert Burns. Um, and l- let's look at this. If Gilbert wins, or if Usman wins, perfect. We got the Gilbert Burns fight again. Awesome. Cool. Things go back to the way where they were. But if Jorge Masvidal wins, just like Gilbert Burns put, and he says that's why I want Kamara to win, other than the fact that he's a, he's his friend, things are going to get crazy. And that's what I want. 2020, let's make welterweight crazy again. Um, never really was, right? We always had a standing, long-reigning champion in GSP, and then Tyron Woodley, uh, and or then Robbie La- or Johnny Hendricks. Robbie Lawler was that kind of like fight, but even then, you know, Tyron Woodley and now Kamar Usman. We've never had a guy who just has the exciting style and the diversity and the versatility in his game like a Jorge Masvidal, but with the intensity and intention of a literally game-bred pit bull. We've had the martial artists. We've had the stoic welterweight champions. Let's get someone crazy. Let's get Street Jesus. I'm all for Street Jesus in this fight. I think the the fucking short notice is going to benefit so well because Kamara's Definitely getting ready for a different kind of fighter. And I think the that kind of fire is going to just allow Jorge to be even more of himself and just go for it. Because why not? 49 fights is my first title shot. I'm not going to play it safe. Kamara might play it safe because he wants to keep that belt and doesn't want to just lose it to Masvidal. I think this is a perfect fight for him. I think this is going to be a great fight. Um, I'm putting my money on Masvidal all day. I know the odds are not that way, but that's fine. Fine. So be it. But that's my picks, and those are my breakdowns. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll, I'll come back to you on Monday, talk about the winners uh, of the fights. So to stay tuned for that. Um, other than that, make sure to check out Southern Scrap Nation on all on all platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Write us a review, subscribe, don't listen, I don't care. Just please do those other two because I know there's a lot of people out there that would love to listen to this kind of stuff. I hope you guys enjoyed. Until next time, stay safe. I've been your host, Daniel Jonas. Peace.